0: Welcome to Mental Health and Faith, A Closer Look. I am Carolyn Cooper. Today I'm going to be posting the second in a three-part series called The Cycle of Recovery. This is a replay of a podcast series I did earlier this year, and I believe so strongly in the message, I encourage you to share this with others. Last week I posted part one on Finding Hope, And today we're going to talk about experiencing transformation. Please subscribe, please share this important information with others. And thank you again for joining me. Welcome to the Mental Health and Faith, A Closer Look podcast and YouTube show. I'm Carolyn Cooper, and here I hope you will find encouragement for life in this complicated world. As we talk about mental health, wellness, our recovery journeys, and living as a Christian with a mental illness, as well as other topics. And I always welcome your comments, questions, and even suggestions for improvement or for additional topics that you'd like to hear. My contact information is in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here and enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Carolyn. And today, we are continuing a series I started last week on the cycle of recovery. And that cycle is to first, find hope, second, experience transformation, and third, recognize victory. Last week, we talked about three ways you can find hope. First is in the Bible, of course, and not just in the beautiful poetry and words that you find there, but also in the stories of people who were down and out, but had hope and persevered. Second is by joining a support group or at least inviting people in your life to share their stories of hope with you so that you can hear from real people in real situations that may be like yours, and discover that they did—they found a way out. There is hope. And the third way is simply to look at the world and find where God is at work. Because as bleak as it seems at times, God really does work in this world. And he, He's worked in my life, He's working in this ministry. So that was how to find hope. And today, we're talking about transformation. So what does that word mean anyway? Well, I, I really like looking at definitions because we want to be on the same page when we hear that word. And according to dictionary.com, transformation is a change in form, appearance, nature, or character. So it's not just a, it's not just like a transformer that changes from a car into a bug or whatever it is. <laughs> it it changes, it can change not just in its form, but in actual appearance, but also could be a change of your nature or your character. Merriam-Webster defines transformation as the act or process of changing completely. So they go a step further and, rather than list little ways that you can be transformed, they just say hmm, it's a complete change. Uh, so of course we're going to turn to this to the Bible. Let's see what the Bible says about transformation. I'm going to read Romans 12:2. First of all from the uh, New American Standard Bible, and it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the Bible says that one way we can be transformed is by the renewing of our mind. I'm gonna read that same verse in the New Living Translation. And it's a little bit more clear of what it means to renew your mind. So this is Romans 12, 2 from the New Living Translation. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect so the New Living Translation just comes right out and says it changing the way you think that's what it means to renew your mind and it's not always easy especially when a lot of times we find ourselves with thoughts that just come in without warning it seems like and thoughts that we can't control so how do we do that how do we change our thinking Well, there are two ways that I'm going to share with you that you can work towards changing your thought process and renewing your mind. The first is by an exercise uh, called mindfulness. Now, you've probably heard that word, being mindful. It's a pretty big buzzword, I think, nowadays because it is so effective. And a really simple definition of mindfulness is just that it's to engage in an activity that keeps your mind focused on the present. A good friend of mine says it this way, to stay in the here and now. Being mindful of the moment helps you to avoid the temptation of recalling the past, something that you can't change it it helps you to keep from dwelling on oh what did i do what did i say how could i have done this or what did they do what did they say how could they have done that because we can't change the past we can't go back there we have to accept the past as the past and just can be concerned with where we are now and where we're going but mindfulness focuses specifically on the present. And another thing that you can do with mindfulness is uh, you can schedule time in your day to do a mindfulness activity. So if you're having a rough day at work or if the kids are just going bananas all over the place or if your boss has a problem with you or if there's a lot of gossip going on at church sometimes you need to take a break from that and engage in a mindfulness activity just to clear the clutter from your from your brain just to clear the voices that are all over some examples would be coloring crocheting or some other craft activity something where you are focused specifically on the present without dwelling on the past that can't be changed and without uh, without dwelling on a future that you can't predict. That can sometimes be extremely challenging because the truth is we don't know what's going to happen from one moment to the next. We can make all the plans we want, and that's okay. It's great to make plans, but we just simply, don't know. We're not mind readers. and We're not fortune tellers. We can't predict. So taking time to be in the moment, in the present moment, is so important for your mental health. And that is uh, one way that we can retrain our thoughts is through mindfulness exercises. The next little tool I want to teach you on how to retrain your thoughts is something that I learned when I was training to be a certified peer specialist in mental health. And it's called the catch it, check it, change it approach. So for example, say I have this thought that's going through my head that that person over there is involved in a ministry like I want to be involved in, but they are so good at it they're just they do such a great job. Wow, look at all their followers and and look at their skills. Look at what they're offering. Oh, I'm just not I'm not that good. I could never live up to anything like that. Now, the first thing I need to do is catch that thought. Catch it. Because you probably know that that's not a healthy way to think and I hope you know that's not a healthy way to think so catch that thought and now we're gonna check it against what we know to be true so if I think about what I just stated that thought that I caught is is basically comparing myself with another person and putting myself down because I could never be as good as that other person I couldn't do it now that is a lie because God is the one who calls us and equips us. God is the one who created you. So whatever your thought that you have running through your mind, the first thing to know is, if it involves comparing yourself with someone else, or just plain putting yourself down, you are precious. The Bible says that we are wonderfully made, fearfully and wonderfully made, God created us for a specific plan, a specific purpose, and we cannot compare with what someone else is doing because we're all unique. Yes, I might be doing the same kind of ministry. I might not be as uh, effective, but it's all about how God wants to work in it. I might not get as big of a following. Who cares? If God is in this with you, then comparing yourself does no good because then you're looking out there instead of looking in your heart and listening for the Lord to guide you. So uh, um, after you check that thought, so I've caught it, I've checked it, and I realize the Bible teaches me otherwise. I I should not have those thoughts of comparison and putting myself down. But the next step is really crucial because then we change it. What do we want to say instead? What do we want to tell ourselves instead? When we have that thought come back, because it probably will, what are we going to do to address it? For example, I might, instead of uh, having that thought of comparing myself and putting myself down, I might remind myself. I am a unique, created person, and God loves me. God has a purpose for my life. Next time I begin to compare myself with someone else, I'm going to remember that exercise of catching it and checking it. And I already know how I want to change it. I'm going to change it into God created me for a purpose and I want to do His work. So, once you have retrained your thought in this way, hopefully, you'll be able to address the thoughts when they come up again. Now, of course, this takes practice, it takes time, and to be honest, some thoughts we may just have to deal with, but we have to find a way to remind ourselves of what is the truth and what are lies from the enemy, lies from within ourselves, because... uh, you know, we don't do any good for our mental health when we are thinking on unhealthy thoughts. So using mindfulness is one way to retrain our thoughts, and the catch it, check it, change it is another way. But how else are we supposed to renew our minds? I have another verse for you, because it's not just about renewing our mind, it's about renewing our heart. It's about having a new heart. I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians 5, 14-17. It says, Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone, so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So, we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know Him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And I will just say that that new life begins with the heart. It begins with the moment of belief. When you receive Christ, when you have that new life in you, you are going to be transformed. You're going to be transformed by lots of things, and it's going to take time. I want to share another verse with you now to pull this all together. To pull together the idea of retraining your thought, renewing your mind, and being transformed into a new life. Because it is a process, yes, we receive new life immediately through the Holy Spirit when we receive Christ into our hearts, it's an, it's an instant change in our position with God. We now are reconciled with Him, but it's a, it's a long process to learn how to live in a way that pleases the Lord and that is healthier for yourself. Sometimes we call the process sanctification but I am preferring to use the word in this in this case transformation because as someone who has a mental health condition I do want to be transformed into someone who can live A full productive life even with a mental illness so let's get back to these verses Uh, this is Philippians 4 8 and 9 and you're going to hear how to renew your mind and then we're gonna talk about how that renewing of your mind can help you to behave in a way uh, that is more like our Savior and now dear brothers and sisters one final thing Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, and that's Paul talking, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, because he was he was doing his best to live for Christ. He was trying to set that example. He wasn't perfect. but He was trying to set that example for them. Then the God of peace will be with you. Do you have times where you are not thinking about things that are right and pure or lovely or admirable? I know I do. This, this verse is a challenge. And if we can start working to train our thoughts to focus, to focus only on those things that are right, that are pure, that have significance, that are lovely. Um, I think that really would increase or improve our mental health pretty quickly because a lot of our problems with our mental health sometimes comes from those thoughts that try to pull us down and keep keep us a victim to our disease. The verse 9 says, "Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me." And we could say all we learn and receive from Jesus himself, from the Bible, from Christian friends, learning how to be transformed is it is an ongoing process. And that's part of the recovery cycle. Remember our definition from last time recovery is a process of change which is somewhat of the definition of transformation. This is kind of the heart of what we do in the, in the um, cycle of recovery is we work to bring change into our lives change to be a better person a healthier person maybe a better mom or sister or dad a better employee, a better minister, someone who emphasizes the Lord's will and desires to be obedient to Him and serve Him. Transformation is a wonderful, beautiful process and it will take time and that's okay because you can enjoy getting to know new things. You can uh, enjoy practicing new skills and tools Transformation is a wonderful experience to go through. I have one more verse to share about transformation, and this actually talks about what we have to look forward to in the future. This is Philippians 3, verses 20 and 21. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for Him to return as our Savior, He will take our weak, mortal bodies and change them, transform them into glorious bodies like His own, using the same power with which He will bring everything under His control. Someday Jesus will bring everything under His control, and one of those things is bringing all of His people together, changing our bodies from a weak, mortal body, a body with mental illness, or cancer, or just the sin nature, and he will transform those into a glorious body. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful verse? Find hope, experience transformation, and you can recognize victory, which is what we will talk about next week. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and please send me your comments, questions, and even suggestions to carolyn at ingodscorner.org. That's C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E at ingodscorner.org. Thank you for joining me today. This is Carolyn Cooper with In God's Corner Ministry. Please subscribe and be a regular participant in these shows. I would love to hear your comments, questions, and suggestions. You'll find my email and other information in the show notes. Have a blessed day. Again, thank you for joining me.